Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How is everyone doing today? Let's all give praise to the Lord for bringing us through another week and allowing us to be here together again. And thank God, most of all, for the reprieve of the weather, right? That weather last week, now don't get me wrong, I love, love, love hot weather. As you know, I'm a summer baby. And to me, it is easier to cool yourself off than to warm yourself up. But in my opinion, last week was too much too soon. It just hit all at once out of nowhere. I have to say that I expect the summer to be hot like the past week that we had. It was like a prelude. It was like, get ready to get ready. Winter was truly winter with all the snow that we received. Spring started off on the right foot until, and then that was the taste of weather we got, right? And that's the taste of weather that we have yet to come. We are in for a hot, scorching summer. 
That mini heat wave caught me off guard, but now I have begun to prepare for the summer to come. I've created a little checklist for myself. Number one, have ice prepared days before the temperature is slated to rise. Air conditioners on standby, shorts, tanks, and sandals on deck. (laughs) I am ready for this summer weather, but glad to report that we are going back to having spring-like temperatures in the next couple of days. All is good. So today, ladies and gents, I want to talk about forgiveness. When people begin to speak about the topic of forgiveness, it is usually a subject that many of us don't like to discuss. We feel that our feelings are justified towards whomever committed the offense against us, and we are not looking to mend any fences. But can I tell you that when you forgive someone, it's not for them. It's not for them at all. It is really for you. Yes, they receive your apology if you make one to them. But what about if the person is already deceased? You can't make a verbal apology that they would hear, but you can release them. And most importantly, you can release yourself from the bondage that unforgiveness places on you. So how many of you realize that when you walk around with unforgiveness, you are actually carrying extra baggage that you do not need to carry? But the question is, how do we come to the place when we feel comfortable enough to forgive? We all know that we have at one time or another offended. The one thing that we don't want to do is forget what has been done to us. The mind is like a movie screen. It has the capability of continually playing the same scene over and over and over again, often adding parts to the movie that didn't happen at that particular time, but perhaps that person was still the star of that movie, right? So think about it. If you have a person that's the star of the movie, the one that's committing the offense against you, or that person has similar offenses, better yet, entirely different offenses, but nonetheless, they're the same person, that movie begins to run concurrent in your mind over and over and over whenever someone brings up the subject of forgiveness concerning that movie star or that individual that you have in your movie. So today we are going to attempt to tackle the subject of forgiveness. I know that this is for someone. Someone out there is dealing with unforgiveness right now. That's why God has me speaking about it today. We all have some form of unforgiveness that we are having a hard time bringing ourselves to dealing with. But can I tell you, holding on to it will only hinder your blessings. Don't get me wrong. God can and will bless you. He can still provide blessings to you. But imagine all of the other blessings that you're missing out on because you're harboring unforgiveness. Now, I have a couple of sayings that people have written pertaining to 
forgiveness. Mark Twain stated that forgiveness is the fragrance that a violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. Now just imagine, just imagine that visual, how beautiful that is, right? And Mahatma Gandhi said, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is an attribute of the strong. Hmm. Now that's powerful. And this is anonymous. Forgive yourself because forgiveness is really a gift to yourself. Have the compassion to forgive others and the courage to forgive yourself. So there we have three statements pertaining to forgiveness. Today, our scripture readings are going to come from the Living Bible. Normally, I use the New King James Version, but I found that the wording in the Living Bible gave more clarity to the subject. So all the scriptures that you hear me quote are going to come from the Living Bible. And we're going to start off with Matthew 6.12. Matthew 6.12 states, And forgive us our sins just as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Now, when we ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins, we are looking for redemption from him. We know that we have done something offensive towards him. And let's be clear, every time we offend someone, we offend God. Yes, you heard me say it. I said it correctly and I'm going to repeat it. Every time we, every time we commit an offense against someone, we offend God. So don't get it twisted. Every time we slander, every time we defame, every time we abuse someone, we have committed that offense against God as well. After all, he is the giver of life. So regardless of whether that person has accepted Christ as their savior is irrelevant. They are owed recognition as being a human being. Also in Matthew, God, in Matthew, God makes it clear in Matthew 6, 14 to 15, your heavenly father will forgive you. Your heavenly father will forgive you if you forgive those who sin against you. But if you refuse to forgive them, he will not forgive you. So now that scripture right there is enough for me to end the show with. Because now that you know that the only way you can seek forgiveness from God is for you to then forgive someone who has offended you, why wouldn't you want to forgive somebody? Why would you want to hold on? unforgiveness. Now I know that I'm a person that seeks forgiveness on a daily basis. Not that I go around intentionally causing offenses, but one never knows who we have rubbed the wrong way. Did you know that you could offend others without being aware that you have caused them an offense? To be sure, I am always asking God to forgive me for what I might have said to someone that could have offended them. Because let's be, let's be real. Sometimes telling the truth can offend people. My prayer is, Lord, if I have offended anyone with my words, no matter how true my words are, forgive me for my delivery. 
help me to understand how my delivery affects those who are not as tough skinned or those who are not ready to deal with the truth that you have given me, that you have given to me to give to them. Or the truth that I feel that they should know even if you haven't given it to me. Now see, that's where you run into problems. <laughs> that last statement right there, but I had to put it out there to keep it real. I had to put it out there to keep it real because sometimes you could be given a word that God gave to you to give to this person, but sometimes you could just be giving them a word because it's your truth that you feel that they should know, right? And that's where nine times out of 10, that's where the offense is committed. When you start giving the truth that you feel that they should know. There it is. I just said it. That's the one that I have to repent of the most because sometimes I could be feeling that it's coming from a place of love and in actuality, he could be telling me, Kenya, mind your business. I'm not ready for them to deal with that yet. So who are you to bring that to their attention? Right? So am I the only one? that has this tendency to sometimes do something or say something that shouldn't be done or said, well, if I am, then good for all of you that are living examples of, go of what God wants y'all to do on a daily basis. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm working on it. So if I'm asking for forgiveness daily, then I have to forgive daily, right? So now moving on. Ephesians 4, 31 to 32. Stop being mean, bad-tempered, and angry. Quarreling, harsh words, and dislike of others should have no place in your lives. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God has forgiven you, because you belong to to Christ. So there he's telling us, Paul is writing to Ephesians and he was talking to the Ephesians when he wrote this, but it, it pertains to us as well. Saying to us, stop all the backbiting and bickering, right? It should have no place in our life because that takes up extra energy anyway. And instead, if we come from a place of being kind to each other, tenderhearted, and we forgive one another, we have to remember that we have to forgive one another because we've asked God to forgive us because we are now belong to Jesus, right? We've accepted him as being our savior for dying on the cross for the remission of our sins, which unforgiveness is a sin. Committing offenses is a sin. So if we look at him and say, oh, you're our savior, how could we then hold something against someone else knowing that he died to cleanse us of all our sins? So now Colossians 3.13 tells us, be gentle and ready to forgive, never hold grudges. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others, right? Listen, it's really simple. If we are looking to be forgiven for the blunders and mistakes that we make on a daily basis, who are we to deny someone else the gift of forgiveness from us? We look at God to help us when we have messed up big time, right? 
when we get stuck in binds and we want him to get us out of it, we make promises that we, oh, we're never going to do it again, God. If you just help me out of this disaster that I created for myself, Lord, please forgive me. I'll never do it again. Even when you are not the initiator of the offense, do you know you are to forgive those who have offended you? When you hold on to grudges, it creates stress in your life and in your body. Let me ask a question. How many of you are aware that stress has physical consequences? Seriously, the signs of stress on a human body are it decreases your energy and it causes insomnia. Your body feels frazzled and run down. You have little energy and find it hard to do simple everyday tasks. It causes headaches. It causes hair loss, chronic pain, chest pain, body aches, frequent sickness, acne, change in libido, digestive issues, depression, just too many to even talk about. So if you're experiencing any of the above symptoms and you have attributed attributed it attributed it to stress that you might have in your life, you might want to think about who you are holding a grudge against. You just might want to think about who you haven't forgiven. Most of the time, we look at stress as being a byproduct as too, of too much work, too many activities, and too many responsibilities. But what if the stress that you are experiencing in your life is all due to your inability to forgive? Hmm, something to think about, right? Truly something to think about. So now Luke 6, 37 to 38 tells us, never criticize or condemn or it will all come back on you go easy on others, then they will do the same for you. For if you give, you will get. Your gift will return to you in full and overflowing measure, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more and running over. Whatever measure you use to give, large or small, will be used to measure, measure what is given back to you. So now think about it. In conclusion, if you are looking to be forgiven of your offenses, big or small, that you have done to someone, but most importantly, the offenses that you have done against God, you must do the same in return. You must forgive in order to be forgiven. And with that, we're going to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. Cause we all make mistakes sometimes And we all step across that line But nothing sweeter than the day we find We find 
It's hanging over him like the clouds of Seattle. It raining on the swag, falling deeper in the saddle. It's written on his face, he don't have to speak a sound. Somebody call the five, oh, we got a man down. Now you can go and play it like you're on rock and roll. But guilt does a job on each and every man's soul. And when your head hits the pillow at the nightfall, you can bet your life that it's gonna be a fight, y'all.
It'll clear the bitterness away It can even set a prisoner free There is no end to what its power can do So let it go and be amazed By what you see through eyes of grace The prisoner that it really frees is you Forgiveness Forgiveness
Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. And I want to start out Op-Ed on a serious note today. And it really has to do with the incidences that I have been seeing taking place in the news recently. And it has to do with mental illness. Now, we all know PTSD, post, post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a mental disorder that one can develop after exposure to a traumatic event such as a sexual assault, warfare, traffic collisions, child abuse, and other threats on a person's life. So today, I'm declaring that we as a people are now suffering from post-COVID stress disorder, PCSD. Right now, you've heard it right here first on radio, on What Would Kay Say, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now, I'm saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to make light of this. I'm seriously speaking about a trend that I've seen evolving more and more as we open up our cities in the midst of trying to get back to air quote normal. My definition of PCSD post COVID stress disorder is the mental disorder that one develops when forced to shelter in place, often in isolation without any clear direction on how to avoid contracting a disease or how to recover if exposed to it. We are all experiencing the effects of having to stop doing what we knew to be normal behavior over a year or so, right? It's been more than a year. We had to stay home, not gather with family and friends, wash every product and item that you brought into your house, no touching of one another. We had to start wearing facial masks daily and we're still wearing masks, some of us, right? So now this has now led to various odd forms of behavior. Like in Brooklyn, no, not, it wasn't Brooklyn, it was Jersey. They are now, they don't just steal cars off the street. They're not just carjacking people of their cars. They're now going into dealerships and stealing, breaking into the offices, stealing all the keys to the cars and stealing all the lots off the, stealing all the cars off the lot. They're just driving the cars out the lot. Now, mind you, there's cameras everywhere because there's surveillance that you, they showed the footage of the surveillance cameras of, you see, you see these gang of people stealing these cars, just driving them out of the lot. Like as if it's a regular normal day and that's their job to move the cars around. You thought that you would think that they were valets the way they were running in and out with cars. That's one. Another one is there was a guy who asked the older uh, old woman for money. She gave him money because he was begging panhandling. You know what he does? He turns around and robs her of all the money in her bag. Really? She was nice enough to stop to give you anything. Cause had it been somebody younger, I think this woman was like 80 or something. If it was somebody younger, they'd have told him where to go. They wouldn't even stopped and looked at him, but she was kind enough to give him money. And then he robs her of all her money. Okay, that's one thing. 
I mean, that's another thing. Then we have just these random shootings into crowds of people that they don't even know. You had the shooting at the supermarket where the guy kills the baby and then kills the grandmother. You have a, the one in Texas with the guy at the airport. He just goes into the, uh, what do you call that? The take, what do you call it? Or, oh, departures. He, he drives his car into the departure area where people are getting out, unloading their bags and everything to get ready to get on their flights to go wherever they're going. And he just opens up fire just out of nowhere. He opens up fire and everybody wants to label this as mental illness, it's mental illness. And yes, it is mental illness, but they're not looking at, well, they can't because this is something that we've never encountered before. So they can't say that it's PCSD, but I'm saying a lot of this that's just randomly happening is PCSD. Not these people didn't have mental illness for years and there's a history of it. A lot of them, there's no history of it. A lot of it, they're, they're wondering what, ha why did this happen to these people? Then you have, as if you guys remember, if you can recall a few weeks ago, I spoke about how everyone seems to be extremely agitated, regardless of the situation, the littlest thing can set someone off for no reason at all. Right? So you have people just randomly getting annoyed while they're driving, while they're in stores, while they're doing everything. And I attributed it to people trying to make up for the lost time, right? From being locked down, everybody's just in a rush because, oh, I want to get to, I want to get to where I needed to go a year ago. So I need to hurry up so I can get there, right? But now that I'm looking more into it, well, I'm sitting back and I'm watching it more. It's, it's more so it seems like to me, like the more places open up and people are starting to go out again, that's where you're seeing all these things just jumping off randomly. So now people, can I just tell you something? You can't make up for lost time, right? That's impossible. Time lost is time lost. The only reason or the only way for time to be restored is by the grace of God. And Joel 2.25 reminds us that only God can restore what has been lost. And there is nothing that we can do to regain what was lost. So stop stressing if you believe that he will do. Let me say it again. Stop stressing. If you believe that he will do what he says he's going to do, you'll be restored. Okay. Simple as that. Now, speaking of COVID staying on that same subject, we now are bracing for an influx of a new variant, the one coming from India. So, so far there are 29 States that have some form of all the various variants that are here. It's either from Brazil, it's either from Africa or it's India. So now they're saying that the Pfizer, the Pfizer shot makes you 88% immune to the new variants that's coming over from the, the various countries. One thing I want to say, and what I always say on the show anyway, but now I'm saying it earlier in the show, just a reminder, people. 
COVID is still out there and still very, very real. Although we're not seeing it in the tremendous amounts of people contracting the disease, it's still there. So continue to protect yourself and others. Let's not become so lax in our behavior because we're so wanting to get out that we just throw caution to the wind and then we have another problem, right? So now on another topic, it's primaries. It's primary season. The primary is going to take place on January 22nd and it's early voting. It started yesterday. So now, like I told you before, we have ranked choice ballots. It's called, uh, yeah, ranked choice. And we're going to be choosing who we want to be on the ballot for November for mayor, borough president, comptroller, public advocate. So when you go to the polls, I want everyone to remember you have a number of choices in each category. You either rank all or only pick one, but you choose the one that you want the most first. Like it'll go first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Say if you have five choices to rank in and you have six candidates or you have five candidates. Yes, five candidates, five choices. The one that you want the most is ranked one. The next one that you kind of like, you rank them two and then you rank it the next one three and so on. But you always do your original choice first. But if you only have one choice and you don't wanna rank the rest of them, just only fill in for the one that you want. Don't do the one that you want for one, two, three, four, five as far as choices, cause that's going to void out your ballot and you don't want your ballot to be voided. So if you have only one person you're interested in for a particular office, just do them as, rank them as number one. But if you have a couple that you kind of like, then you rank them from highest to lowest, right? So that's the way you understand how to do the rank choice balloting that we now have started in New York. And I want everyone to take their time, read the instructions to ensure that you fully understand how to cast your vote. Because it's important. You don't want it to be discarded. You want it to count. So when they give you your papers and they'll explain at the desk when you go there, Make sure you pay attention. We have, in New York, we have a tendency to not pay attention when people are speaking to us because we think we know everything, but then when we get there, we're standing there scratching our head like, oh, what did they say about? Just take your time and listen and take your time and read what they give you, okay? I needed to add, if I hadn't said it before, that these primaries that I'm referring to are for New York. And I'm specifically talking to the people in Brooklyn, Queens and Bronx and Manhattan as well also, but specifically New York. I have to remember that I have listeners from all over, all over the country. And since this station is on the internet, it's also international because we have sister stations in other countries. So I have to make sure that when I speak about primaries and talking about ballots that I specifically remind people that I'm talking to the people in New York at this moment. And with that, that ends up Ed. Now our word for the month is still steadfast because we still are in the month of June. And our promise for this week 
is going to come from James 4 and 6. And that says, but he gives us more and more strength to stand against all such evil longings. As the scripture says, God gives strength strength to the humble, but sets himself against the proud and haughty. There you have it. So I say enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Have a wonderful, blessed week. Stay safe, wear your mask, social distance, still use your hand sanitizers. And if you're out and about and enjoying everything that's opening up, have a good time. But make sure you still stay cautious because, hey, Corona is still out there. And with that, I say, until we meet again next week, God willing, peace. We live in the shadow of the Almighty, Almighty God. Safe in the shelter of His love, His perfect love. There's nothing to fear, our faith is our shield, Your mercy surrounds us.